That microphone. Are we working? Yeah, it's recording. Yay! Alright. Did we want to pause it and see how it sounds first? Well, I'm like I'm like watching it so I can oh, see yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I can see the spikes. So I you can see the spikes on it. Yeah. So I'll just maybe adjust. Actually yours. that's that's not bad. And yours good? I think mine's okay. Okay. Well I will play it back. Sure. Sometime. <laughs> the cool it, thing about the lapel mics is like I'll play it back and we play. don't have to like adjust to where we're sitting. That is also true. Yay, it's safe. <laughs> like in a while here because we decided to record tonight in our basement. <laughs> I can go do laundry and still have the mic on. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I don't think we'll have as much trouble with like the water heater. I don't think we like will. That. We'll so, see when it kicks on. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, hey, that's that's enough of a cold open. Welcome to Dudes on the Podcast. <laughs> I'm Rick. I'm Brian. Welcome to the Dead Zone Podcast. Dead Zone is the sci-fi table top. audio equipment uh, today playing around with some audio equipment new audio equipment we also looked at doing a, bat- a battle report yeah. intro battle report in my basin where we already have the scenery and everything set up yeah because one of the great things about going to thunder Force studios is we have a really good mic setup and he's got tables and everything for us to do bat reps which at some point we probably should <laughs> uh, right but the whole hauling all of our scenery over there and then bring, packing it all up. This was just quicker and easier because mm-hmm. uh, I actually set up everything last night. Yeah. <laughs> and and camera setup too. Like uh, yep. And and uh, no, this this worked out great. And uh, but yeah, so so it's it's all part of us, uh, you know, looking to to improve the show, finding out new ways that we can record. Yes. And and, uh, and get some content. And play. To you guys. Yes. And play play some games. Play some games. That's the important part. Yeah. Because we don't. Unfortunately, I mean, you have a crew down. In your area. Yeah. I have some guys around here. And it's not. It's very far and few, but the two of us actually get a play. Right. Yeah, the the, the one game we did at uh, Upkeep and Howl was yep. kind of the first in, in a while. In a very long time. <laughs> Rachel had a blast with that, by the way. Yeah, we'll, we'll need to do it again. Yes. Uh, we just have to figure out. Timing. Timing. Because <laughs> uh, this is. Hey, it's funny because like this already starts the busy season for me, right? Because of school, yeah. <laughs> and now I have a senior. Yeah. Wow. That'll do it. But um, you know, other other fun things are are afoot with Mantic yes. as well. Oh man. Is yeah. It... So so full disclosure, we're recording this fairly early in the the month. So yes. So 
some of this is probably going to be old news by the time <laughs> old news by the time it gets to you guys. So um, recently, uh, Mantic had come out and said that they had interest in doing bringing back Warpath. Yes. Now, uh, for those that are unfamiliar, Warpath, uh, you know, not only is representative of the, of the universe that's Dead Zone and Firefight and Dreadball and Starside, like all these awesome games. All of it takes take place, place in the Warpath universe. Yep. And uh, but Warpath was kind of their big battle yeah. uh, level game, where where you had you know nice big massive tables, four by six, buckets and buckets of guys. Uh, some of them on movement trays at one point. Yep. Um, and uh, and it's gone through a couple of iterations. Yes. Uh, throughout its life cycle, and uh, this latest one is is probably an even bigger change than uh, some, oh, yeah. of, some of those other editions. Is that they proposed making it at kind of an epic scale, as it's called. So those unfamiliar. So so epic goes. Is that start at eight millimeter? Epic? And go up to fifteen millimeter. You know, I it's never somewhere had, in there. I never had a good handle on the exact measurement. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're talking very tiny very people. Tiny. Um, like the well, size, yeah, the size the, of your fingernail, so, tiny people. So actually, if you look at a Strider, and you if you look at the images, the printed Strider for Warpath goes up to about the knee of an actual Strider. Right. And that's a Strider, so it's definitely bigger than your <laughs> soldiers it does look really cute you <laughs> <laughs> would be the one to think that's it cute. looks awesome and cute like they yes. they captured the detail oh on the that, detail's phenomenal on that model considering yes. how tall it is is yep. very impressive um uh, full disclosure there but um but yeah so now the thing with it uh with this announcement is that uh there have been whispers from other companies of bringing back a very similar game. And they did. And they did. Uh, and so, you know, the Warhammer 40K universe is getting their epic scale game back back in play. Which, I, which I'm wondering if it's truly just getting it back in play because they have, what's it called? Um, the Horus Heresy? Not Horus Heresy. Well, it's part of Horus Heresy, but it's the... The 30K? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't really matter. You don't really play those games. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but they have an epic scale of their Titans. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, I know what you're See, talking about. At least we know what we're talking about. Yeah. But they already have that, mm -hmm. and they're still that's still an active system. Mm -hmm. So really, the epic scale that 40K is going, I think they're in that same round. So they've already got it. Possibly. Um, with the, the plan of... Having I just them. had to see if it heard the mic. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, you know what? The other thing that's kind of nice is when you're pounding on the table there, it doesn't, it doesn't pop it doesn't the mic like it usually does. Yeah. Um, we're, we're using lapel mics to see how, <laughs> how, well, see how well it works. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, it's it's definitely a, a unique direction uh, yeah. for, and, and it's a space that Mantic hasn't gone to yet with their, with their models. Correct. Uh, and so... You know, part of this is they, they've kind of put it out to the community. Like, with that kind of, you know, challenger in the rain, it would be a, a fairly competitive market at this at this juncture to get into. So they, they kind of put it out to the community 
are you guys interested in, you know, for one, are you interested in this at all? Uh, two, you know, how would you like this uh, to be received? Uh, and what I mean by that from a production standpoint, because they have, they have explored doing it as hard plastics uh, and resin, but they, they were also like, one of the options available to us is to put them out as part of the vault or something similar. Yeah. Um, Different and, options as far as in, in I think that's really cool that Mantix reached out with that. It's like, yes. Hey, we want to do this. We want to do it at epic scale, but how do you guys want to receive it? Yeah. And, um, and, it, and you know, they're, it is one of those things where, like they're being very upfront about it. They're being very honest, like, Hey, this, this would, you know, we have to kind of justify, uh, of this, this cost. We'd obviously love to see the game, oh, yeah. but, but it is, you know, the realities of the world, uh, require that, you know, some you things have something. to be met. Adeptus um, Titanicus. That's right. That's what it was. Sorry. <laughs> it was bugging me. <laughs> it's like, I need to know. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, that's, that's kind of where, where that's at currently is that they, they have a form available for people to, to submit their feedback. Yep. It's been a very lively, like, chat thread. Yeah. Uh, like on Facebook. I mean, there's been Did fun. you vote? I have not voted yet. Um, <laughs> and, I, I want STLs. <laughs> and, and it really is like there. I keep kind of going back and forth on it, where it's like, yeah, um, you know, it, is it something where you know you want maybe those resources to be continue to be kind of put behind games like Dead Zone or Firefight yeah. or um, you know maybe maybe we see a resurgence of Star Saga or something like that, um, or that. or you know yeah I. I would totally love those STLs because again, right? They look, they look phenomenal. They had the little tanks as well. Yes. Uh, and and there was hints that you know we'd see some of those other tank designs that they've been working on. <laughs> so um, hey, it'd be easier to produce on a smaller scale yes. than than big. Um. So so that yeah, like honestly, I am I'm very I'm of multiple minds because I'm also. I do. Yeah. I do put myself into that business side of it too, where I'm yes, like, 100%. what? What What's will, will make this a success for Mantic? Yeah. Not just what do I want? So obviously, I mean, I've I've been playing with the vault since it went out, and I've yes. printed out a ton of stuff for the vault, and I love the vault. And I love the stuff um, that you printed for me. <laughs> and yes, of course, I would absolutely love to be able to say, yeah, sure, make SDLs of it. But is that the right business move mm-hmm. for a new game yeah. or a reiteration of a game? Uh, I, the SL, also, the other problem with SDLs is I don't get a book. Yeah. I like my books. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like the, the STL thing, like, you know, the, to a certain extent, a lot of uh, brick and mortar stores will not Lose be able out to, on that. to yep. carry it. Uh, they're, they're, they do have partner programs for 3D yep. printing with, with those sure kind of stores. But, you know, it's it's something that the store would be have to be have the capacity to do themselves or, or something along those lines. So it, there's there's a lot of ways that the wind can go on this. Um, obviously, we're always down for more Warpath universe content. Yeah. Um, and And like I said, you know, the the miniaturized versions of some of these models would look fantastic. Would be fun. Would be fun, and you get to play like a lot of really neat things with it. So, uh, so yeah, I 
uh, probably by the time this episode comes out, I will have, have uh, made your decision, made my decision on, on what I would recommend. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always I'm seeing those comments that go back and forth. Um, Rick's playing with his mule and just made sure that the the gun on the back can still let the drop the back so drop cool. open. Rick makes some really good models, guys. Um, <laughs> he's just gonna play. It's, it's what it's part of trying up the whole new mics now. Yes, I'm kind of free. To his hands are free. Doodle. And uh, and he's got idle hands, maybe. Um, but yeah, so so that's that's kind of the the news as it were from there. Uh, as as we know more and find out more, maybe uh, hear about what you know kind of the the decision is. I'm not sure how long they're actually keeping that poll open, uh, but at some point I imagine they're going to to decide. It's like okay, we've we've, we've heard enough, and let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's make that that call, because um, uh, you know at some point you gotta. Start production or not. Uh, move on to other things. Ultimately, uh, and they did, I should also say, they did actually post uh, the kind of the first draft of the rules yep. online so people could check it out. They and did see. a free set of the rules. Yep. Which I looked through them. I didn't see anything that was declaring, like, oh, no, I can't play this. Right. Uh, I haven't had a chance to actually jump all the way into them. But I will. So would you say, Rick, with the scale... You couldn't quite use like BattleTech scenery for it because BattleTech, they'd be really tall up next to those doors and windows. So, so that that was another consideration in my head. Is like, oh, like what kind of multi-purpose terrain could you use? Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, and and so this this would be a little bit of a pivot from from some of the other Warpath stuff because we've. We've been, you know, in this space of the 28 millimeter, where all these models that you can get transfer between all of the games, yeah, uh, in a very seamless fashion. Um, much like you can put that uh, that model together in a seamless fashion over there, Rick. Yeah, pretty much. We'll have to take a picture of Rick working on his model <laughs> as we're recording. Well, again, it's the new mic test. <laughs> so like when we record at the studio we have headphones on and yep. the mic is in front of us and we're very we, we structured kinda, on where we're at yeah we kind of have so, to now with these mics and testing around because we're at my house yeah. in my game room <laughs> means I can do things yep but uh, so now that Brian took a picture of it what I'm trying to figure out is do I put a plague model on top of that or do I close it options options the answer is yes or no. The answer is always yes. <laughs> I'm going to leave it open. You guys decide. <laughs> Too late. I decided. All right. Because he won't listen to the episode in, that comes out in 20 days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not waiting that long. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. This is Blaine. You are listening to Dead Zone, the podcast. Keep listening for more excellent material from these two amazing men. Blaine, out.
So, um, but yeah, so that that's kind of the Warpath news. Yes. Uh, which is which is exciting. Awesome. Um, and we we hope it comes out. I, like, we really like ultimately, we'd love to see this game. Yes. Um, we just want to make sure that it's successful when it does. And I'm sure Mantic does as well. Oh, 100%. And I'm sure our listeners do too. Um, but yeah, so so that's uh, kind of topic one. Um, topic one. On the docket today. So it's very rare that you have this much of a docket. It's I've got like four things on this <laughs> list. Which is more than usual. Which is more than usual. Um, but what else you got? What else I got? So we 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 touched on it briefly. The new uh, vault options that came out at the beginning of August. They look sweet. They look sweet. Uh, and so this, excuse me, this included uh, the uh, the mule upgrade. So the the cannons and different gun loadouts that can get slapped onto the back of a mule. Which looks fantastic. I cannot wait for rules for that. Yeah. I want to transport in a mule. Mm-hmm. That would be That's, so cool. So Rick's talking about the transport set for a hornet to drop in a mule. Uh, so that does in, in, introduce an interesting uh, uh, rule set. We'll have to see because... Yeah. Like... Technically, like you can't transport bulky things. <laughs> Correct. Is a mule bulky, or not? Um, but uh, and can you transport within a transport? So do you have do you have a mule kitted out with a whole bunch of dudes that then get deployed out of the mule as well? So uh, yeah, it if nothing else, it looks really cool. Yes, it really does. And uh, and and. So, so like of the gun loadouts for the mule, they have uh, kind of the uh, was like a heavy auto cannon, uh, which I imagine is like an HMG kind of one. Probably. You've got the the mortar. Mortar. One yep. that's uh, though it's it's not quite the mortar. It's not a mortar. It's not a mortar in the sense it looks like a mortar. You could set it up like a yeah, mortar. Yeah, it's probably. But um, it's more for a straight cannon. Probably a. Um, like a Polaris. Polaris cannon. I could see it. Um, I forget if they've actually named the files, uh, what they are. But uh, I can look that up real quick. He could. Because I also have access to the vault. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. And uh, da, 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 da. Mule turret. Mule turret. So we have auto cannon, which is the machine gun one. Yep. We have cannon, <laughs> which is the cannon one. Um, I'm being very specific here. And experimental A and B. Yes. So for those that don't know, uh, there there was an old plague model that was the plague enforcer that had a weapon that was called like experimental weapon. And basically, what would happen is you'd like roll on this little chart, uh, and like the weapon could explode in the guy's hand. Or it could create other random effects. And so that can now be put on a mule. <laughs> it's so cool. So, uh, yeah, well, and there, there's two kind of variants of it. One that looks like it's, it's more kind of vertically standing and one that's more horizontally standing. Um, but either way, it looks really neat. And, and it really looks exactly like the experimental weapon. 
and and from the plague from the old metal model yeah Yeah. and i've said that before about um about the like the cool things coming out of the vault with especially with models that we haven't had before like like the gcps medic i mentioned like the little medical gauntlet the guy has is the same one that Kira Nikovlowski has, uh, the sphere from Star Saga, who was kind that of... That made you so happy. The, like, the second medic in the game <laughs> uh, after after the Judwans. Um, and so, like, I love that that's, like, those aesthetic designs are carrying over to these new products. Um, but yeah, so... so the Mantic Vault just continues to deliver goodies upon Exceptional. goodies. And don't forget to mention all of the legs for GCPS. All the legs for GCPS. So the Heavy Weapons Team kit is all in there. The sniper. The, the sniper, the sniper kit. The, um, yeah, and the, the all, all the Heavy Weapons. Like, they all, did the a metal, lot. all the metal kits you could get for GCPS are, now are pretty much now STLs. Above that you can get from the vault um which i mean and even the riot troopers are in there yeah, too right shield so uh which which reminds me that's what i need to add to my firefight list i need, I need to, to get to the, the michigan gt point level oh I, yeah i, I yeah, just yeah. need i need three more uh riot troopers and i think one i need to finish my my ranger lieutenant but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, that that's for the hobby table section. Uh, but we also had more overdrive models. We had uh, the, the the bug, the Tigrax, which is the first Revel model to appear in the vault. Oh yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Rick's shaking his head at me. I'm shaking it. I'm shaking my head because I'm like the Phantom, and I'm like, oh wait, that's a stereo. That's a stereo. <laughs> um, because and, that doesn't count. And the Viking, which is a giant Marauder mini. It really is. Uh, I wonder if I could shrink that one down. He'd be a fun mini to have. Yeah. Uh, set up as like your your like Ripper Warlord or something like that. <laughs> um, except he's just a hulky dude. Um, but yeah, so so the vault just continues to to shower us with Toys. awesome awesome minis, and, and you know that's apart from all of the Armada stuff that continues to roll out. I loved. So if you got if you haven't watched it, watch the video for the preview of what's coming out. Yeah, and Ronnie's face. When he when he's he finds because apparently they're keeping all of this kind of secret to Ronnie too. That's fun. Um, when he finds out that it was the Trident Realms yeah. for Armada, which they just came out. Trident Realms just came out for 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 those that are unaware. Uh, so so there's like brand new, hard to get. Like it's sold out at Adepticon the first day. Yep. Uh, within hours, uh, all the Trident Realms, the new stuff had sold out. So the fact that that is up in the vault, it's huge. Like the value there is just incredible, and it's going to continue to get better. So if you're if you're into STLs uh, and 3D printing, or you have a 3D printing friend uh, that you would like, you have one. It, I'm assuming that means I need to build some riot shields. <laughs> well, actually, I have I have the kit, so I have enough. Oh, okay. I have enough dudes. Um, but uh, but yeah, so if you have any interest in the 3d printing stuff hop on the vault because it is it is a fantastic uh deal and um he's going to his notes 
Yeah. So the next thing, uh, you know, the firefight rollout continues. We got to yep. see even more of the, the models and kits that they're going to be rolling out for, like the Asterians and the Veermen. Which, will out, which actually will all be out and live yep. uh, when this recording comes out. Well, the, it's the end of the month. The um, I think the Veerman, the Forge Father, and the Asterian ones were coming out in September, so they'll be oh, coming yeah, out yeah. shortly. Yeah. But uh, at, at, when this episode drops, the the new Firefight Command Protocols book should be out and available. So if you haven't picked that up yet, uh, definitely do so. Uh, and if and if you, you know, if you're still on the fence for whatever reason. <laughs> um, uh, like I, I recommend, you know, going to listen to our friends over at Countercharge. Uh, they recorded an episode 647, uh, talking about the command protocols. They had some of the rules committee on with them, and and those guys are really big in the firefight scene. Not only, you know, they obviously six over 600 episodes of Kings of War content. Uh, there's nothing to shake a stick at. No, it's really. Not. Uh, but they but they have been expanding into firefight, which we love to hear. Um, like Tyler Schultz is on there, uh, Jeremy Duvall, and and those guys are just doing some great stuff with the firefight scene. And uh, you know, it's it's uh it's great to hear the game is kind of starting to catch on. Like my my group uh, down in in the lower east of Michigan, uh, they are starting to really get into firefight. And I've got a few guys here in the Lansing area that are actually, I got a couple new players that are really super into it. Yeah, and it's and all, everything we've heard from the the command protocols book. Obviously, we've we've had a couple episodes about that so far already, but uh, like everything just sounds like a great new thing for the game. Uh, it's going to improve a lot of rules. It's going to give us a lot of options as far as new list loadouts. Yeah, uh, it's giving us a whole new way to play the game um, as as the optional with the the annihilation mode. Which I'm still really geeked to. to I'm play. super geeked about that. And as I looked at my collection, I think I'm gonna have to do enforcers or marauders for annihilation. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I have enough vehicles for any other faction. Gotcha. Um. I mean, I've got a decent amount for plague. Yeah. But I think those are truly the two factions that I'll have to go. That's fair. Definitely check out the command protocols because it's good. Because <laughs> it's good. <laughs> That's all you need to know, right? It really is. <laughs> and so uh, I think with that, there's one more announcement before we go into the hobby table. Yes, there is. And that is that the new book, the sequel to The Last Hurrah, is going to be... is. Kind of finishing its production. It is finishing soon. its production. So the cool thing is Brandon has been a really good friend to the podcast. Yes. Uh, we have been lucky enough to get an advanced final cut, I get Draft. Draft. <laughs> there you go. Final draft. Like I'm not the book guy. You are. Uh, to read through and do a review, and then we're going to have Brandon on the episode. Yes. Uh and if we get Robert, uh, oh, uh, too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, it was super exciting that he reached out to us, for one. Yeah. Uh, and then sending us this final draft. It's been awesome. Uh, this is this is one of those rare occasions <laughs> where 
I got started reading before Brian. Yeah, Brian didn't open his emails <laughs> to see that it had arrived already. I, and I, I'm only like four chapters in. Right, right. Uh, but I will say that there is an amazing uh, Dreadball event uh, that happens in a sewers, <laughs> and they're playing Dreadball Extreme. Yes. Uh, and there's also a little... Uh, Finally, someone said that the Rebs were the bad guys. Well, just saying. I'm just saying. That, you know, that sounds like propaganda to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so. I think the comment is that's what you get for trusting those dirty Rebs <laughs> or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> um, but but uh, I realize we may have gotten some a lot of new listeners since yes. then. So, so. For those that are unaware, so The Last Hurrah was a book about the Dreadball game uh, by Robert E. Waters. came out uh, a couple years ago and uh, was a really fun read. Like It, it does a great job of capturing uh, the game of Dreadball yeah. and, and this whole and the kind excitement. of the excitement, this tournament scene. Uh, Rebs are featured in <laughs> and, um, and it. And it was a lot of fun. And we'd, we'd been kind of teased that they're the story was going to continue. Um, and so, uh, and here, here we are with, with the final rush as the second book, uh, yes. continuing the story of, of the, uh, the last two. I think the coolest thing about both the first book and what this one is, it kind of lays more of a stage for the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first book took place in the, which sphere was it? Was it the third? Yeah, it was third or fourth. Third or fourth. It, it it did jump a little bit. Between it jumped them. a little bit, but but it's out there. But it was it was on the fringes of kind of the dreadball scene. Yes. Uh, until the final tournament. Yes. So. And I I don't think it's gonna ruin much when I say this. They go to the first sphere. That's pretty. So cool. the fact that we're finally getting something that tells us about the first sphere mm-hmm. is super exciting for me. Yeah. Because, like, Dead Zone and, and a lot of those uh, games and what they've kind of presented so far have been that kind of third sphere, third fourth sphere. sphere yeah. They, the frontier. Uh, fringes. And, we, and we've been getting closer with kind of these more cyberpunk style. Of you go to the third edition stuff. Dead Zone, like, really brings it in. So maybe yeah. this could be something that happens closer into the third sphere slash the second sphere. Like, going to that, oh, there might be something coming. <laughs> That's going to wipe out all of the plague. Maybe. And it's Dreadball. It's the game. <laughs> it's the Dreadball. Game Dreadball. Because I know there's a hint of a potential faction coming. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so so we're really excited and, you know, thankful to, to get that advanced copy. Uh, as soon as we're, we're finished reading it, we're going to have that extra episode out for you guys. Yep. Uh, and depending on the timing of that, Probably come out after this episode, um, but hopefully not too too long. Because <laughs> like I said, we're recording this pretty early in the month, so we might have a, a chance to finish yes. it. Maybe before the Michigan GT. We'll it's see. It's possible. It's possible. Um, and so with that, I think we'll pop over to the hobby table. Yay! And talk about stuff that we're working What's on.
What's up, everyone? I'm Andrew. And I'm Coach. From Family Gamers 777 on YouTube. And you are listening to Dead Zone the Podcast with Rick and Brian. Do you think they'll be upset that our audio is better than theirs? Nah. Rick will probably just laugh it off. <laughs> Told you. This Dead Zone the Podcast hobby table is sponsored by Corvus Games Terrain. 3D printer files for all your Mantic games. And by Acid House Terrain. Foldable cardboard train for wargaming and RPGs. A lot. <laughs> There's a lot on the hobby table. And, uh, and of course, the hobby table is brought to you by Corvus Games Terrain, uh, giving us those, those sweet uh, 3D printed files for, for all of our Dead Zone Amazing scenery. For some amazing scenery and even some other stuff uh, these and days. Some potential vehicles. And, uh, and he's, you know, just to, to, to put that out there, he's also gearing up for a new. Uh, yes, a new Kickstarter that's kind of going to be uh, an extension of Starport. Yep, the Tyco Starport, which was a fantastic, it was an amazing set. set. Um, very durable. <laughs> I will, yes. I will always Ryan say has that. a ton of it. I have a ton of it, and it 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 travels very well. Uh, so it has been my go-to uh, for uh, transporting uh, and setting up for demos. It's one of those unfortunate things. We got those SDLs when my printer was down. Yeah. So I haven't been able to print any of it yet. <laughs> uh, so so we've got some sneak peeks there. Uh, but we also, uh, and, and uh, you know, the we have a, a coupon code for for those that are, are interested in uh, Corvus Games Train for a 15% off, 1-5. You can type in DZ Podcast August uh, at the store during the checkout. To, to get a little discount on your STLs. Yay! Also, as another sponsor for the Hobby Table, we have Acid House Acid Terrain. Acid House Terrain. Uh, doing cardboard gaming terrain that's foldable, stackable, and uh, also very durable. <laughs> very. <laughs> uh, and so we, we've got some some really uh, you know great terrain from, from those guys, and uh, they're also going to be sponsoring a table at the Michigan GT for Firefight. And possibly Dead Zone. And probably we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how well it works for Dead Zone. Uh, but yeah, so now into the hobby table for for our part of it. Uh, what have you been working on, Rick? <laughs> As he continues to tinker, <laughs> I'm tinkering around while we're doing this. Literally on the table in front of you, right? So literally, what's on the table in front of me is a plagued out mule. A plagued out with mule. The new Vault SDLs. Um, I put the machine gun on, <laughs> and I left the cab open because I'm gonna put a plate guy on top. <laughs> and I'm just looking to see if I had an arm randomly. <laughs> just looking through the fits box. Yeah, this is what happens when you're ADD and you get an idea. <laughs> you just keep going. Um, but the cool thing is, so it's plague. What's on the table? Obviously, so we got the two player starter that you're working on the series, and I'm working on the plague. Yes. Um, but. I threw out there what firefight army I should work on next. Yes. Uh, and Plague was the resounding winner. The community decided. It was definitely Plague. Rick was going to play Plague. And then Tyler makes a comment about 2,000 points. <laughs> so my hobby has pretty much consisted of figuring out how to do 2,000 points of Plague. And I have it. That's a lot of Plague. That incl It includes two Hornets and two Mules. And a whole bunch of zombies, and a whole bunch of ghouls, uh, a couple striders, a bunch of leapers. And a whole mess of the guys over there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> three leaders. I'm running three leaders in it. 
Is, is 906 included in that? I have I did not put 906 in the rules. Gotcha. Um, but I just I, know you printed a bunch of skins. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have 901 in this list. But he yeah. might pop in there. I might do some adjustments to it. Sure. Uh, but that's pretty much what I've been working on is all plague all day. To <laughs> and, the point and, where I'm still working on them. And and you're you've decided to kind of go with um you kind of a more you say serious tone as far as paint scheme. Yeah. So actually, paint scheme wise, it's actually Rachel's fault. <laughs> uh, Rachel wanted a more serious looking army. Yeah. Um, from a plague standpoint, where it's it's not necessarily goofy mm-hmm. uh, or bright colors. She she wanted to see me do that more darker tone. Yeah. Like the zombies that you would potentially see in a horror movie. Right. Um, or The Last of Us or yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil. Some other or, kind of very grim. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted that grim look. So that's what I'm working on. Gotcha. And and they're the, the ones you had uh, painted out for, oh, yeah, for, the, for uh, our recording earlier did. today, uh, they're, they're looking sweet. So I'm excited to see how the rest of the army turns out. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, so what about you? What have you had on the table? So um, now that I've got a whole bunch of STLs for uh, uh, it's a few all sorts of goodies, um, but uh, I've been uh, kind of you know working on the Asterians as well, uh, and I've got actually most of mine all painted up and ready to go, uh, and I went with uh, a, a uh, I think I mentioned it before that like I I've, I've always seen the the Asterians as kind of fitting into this kind of Macross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, there's the test. We were wondering if we were going to get this. How's it sounding? It's not picking up. Are you up. serious? It's it's flatlined. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, these are some pretty decent mics All right. <laughs> that we got for pretty cheap on online. Anyway, um, that's beside the point. And, uh, but yeah, so, so I went with, it's a very light, uh, color scheme. Okay. So it's a lot of whites and, uh, I've been really trying to up my dry brushing game. Like that's a big, oh, yeah. a big component of this. So um, you switched to, uh, trying, uh, makeup brushes not, for dry brushing? Not yet. Like I, I have, I have one makeup brush that's gotten very like stiff and difficult. So that one's, I think that one's uh, not long for the trash. Uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, I I have uh, like a brush that has kind of a a nice uh, kind of larger edge to it, more of an edge as opposed to a tip. Okay. Uh, And that's kind of been my my dry brush uh, side to to kind of get these finer details. Because the Asteria minis, uh, you know, the marionettes and everything, like they're very skinny. Uh, models yeah, they are and um and and so so painting them uh was was kind of fun um and i think i've got i've got kind of a teal going for the marionettes okay and ultimately like my my plan is to roll out uh i've got blue kind of for ciphers and kind of this this other kind of red and and dark uh, color scheme for some of the black towns and stuff like that. So I've got I've got a lot of the the army list kind of plotted out in my my painting head. As in it were, painting head. It's like a mind palace, but just full of paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did get to play around with uh, my my new speed paints a little bit from Army Painter. Right on. And how do you um, like those? 
I did like them. Uh, it was, like I said, I think in the last episode, it's kind of my first time using kind of... Non-contrast. Yeah, non-contrast speed paints that you, you kind of drop into a palette as opposed to, to scooping out from a bucket. Yep. Um, and uh, and so it was a little different to, to play around with, but uh, I did like what I did with them. The only downside was, like, the colors that I have is a very, like, primary color set. Yeah. And the the scheme I went with with the marionettes <laughs> is not didn't have <laughs> as many of those colors. Uh, so, um, but I have been doing uh, some kind of fantasy minis that I've been like, okay, I'm going to just do this mini in all speed paints, and uh, they turn out pretty nice. So, I, I have had no problems with the paint itself as far as the the reactivation and everything. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely digging it, and I'm going to keep using them. Uh, I'm probably expanding my, my paints uh, colors right on. on that line. Um, but yeah, so apart from that, uh, you know, I've also been kind of looking at, you know, I've got so many uh, firefight lists <laughs> that are close to tournament level. Yes. Uh, so uh, I, I've got a whole bunch of stuff primed, as it were. I've got... Uh, some Forge Father tanks primed up. I've got uh, my last little bit for my enforcers with uh, with jet bikes primed up. I do have to assemble my my accuser uh, yet, my flyer for for enforcers for firefight. Um, but then on the GCPS side, I kind of mentioned earlier in the show, uh, I'm pretty close to to hitting uh, 1,200 points, Ooh. and uh, I've I've Got a pretty decent like thousand point list that that gives me um, a nice a nice coverage of the GCPS line, um, and so at twelve hundred points, um, I'm able to just add a couple more models into that into that pool, uh, and get getting you know now that I've got two medics, uh, I can just yeah. put them both on the field. I can put both of my attack drones on the field, get some more heavy weapons, uh, and especially with the the new rules. Coming out, I think uh, a lot of that's going to be kind of a nice little balance. Um, it'll be interesting to see if points change. I know that that's something that hasn't quite been talked about as much. No, it and, hasn't. So I'll, I'll be curious to see uh, what the new book kind of rolls out for those. Uh, but hopefully, you know, once it does come out, I'll still have enough models painted up to, to be a Rainer list if I need it uh, for the Michigan GT. Perfect. But... Michigan GT. Yes. You are going to be playing in Dead Zone. I am going to be playing in Dead Zone. At because the I played GT. in Firefight last year, so you have to play in something. And unfortunately, Dead Zone is the only game in GT <laughs> I'm going to be able to run. Right. So, uh, so with that, uh, Rick and I have been talking about it, and uh, you know, I've I've kind of toyed around before. It's like, oh, you know, it'd be great to to paint up some new revs. You know, old rebs that are <laughs> getting a new paint new scheme. New old rebs. Um, same, old, same paint scheme, but with better paints and technique and everything. Uh, it's been on my my paint schedule for a while now that I wanted to, to revisit that. Because they're still my favorite army, but at the same time, uh, the minis I have painted for them don't look great on the table. Um, so, that said... We had this project with the the Asterians from the two player starter set, mm-hmm. and I I thrown it out there. I'm like, huh, 
I could get this to 175, which is our point total for the tournament. What would it what would it be like if I took the the starter set that you can get out of out of the two player for the Asterian side? What if I took that to the tournament as my force? Just to prove kind of again the value you can get out of uh, yep. that two player starter set. Um, like I said, easily got to 150. And I think I add one model and oh, that's not bad. Uh, and then items, and I'm good to go. Like you just need 25 points. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't take long. No, it really doesn't. Uh, so, so that's what I'm uh, gonna throw out to the community, and I'll have a poll going up uh, to to see what people think. So, would you like Brian to play Rebs at the Michigan GT Dead Zone tournament, or would you like him to bring? Asterian. The Asterian, specifically the marionettes with Otisora in tow. <laughs> so uh, let us know in that poll once it goes live. And it might even come out before this. Uh, who knows? <laughs> and uh, and let me know. And I'll I'll take whatever force. And, you know, we'll see how well it goes in the tournament. Whether... Yes, indeed. So, um, but yeah. So, and, and with that... Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, all the packets are out for the Michigan GT. Yes, they are. So all the rules are are out and set uh, for Firefight and for uh, Dead Zone. And then uh, along with the scenarios. So it is, it's time to, to get that training in, guys. You, yep. Uh, get your list together. It does not hurt to get practice games in on the scenarios that are being played. Yes. Because a couple of, like, specifically like Dead Zone, a couple of the scenarios aren't generally tournament scenarios. Rick really wanted to put a scatter in there. <laughs> he really wanted to put scatter in there. And Brian's like, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> I put it in there. <laughs> it was Occupy. Occupy, yeah. The yeah. Occupy was the one that you said, no, I can't. Yeah. Well, see... Because of the buildings in the middle. Yeah, the, the and the reason for that is last we year at the Michigan GT, we tried that. Uh, and Occupy requires uh, a specific terrain setup. Yep. And with it being a tournament, we didn't want to be moving around the terrain. We wanted each table set. Yeah. Which meant all the tables kind of were a little samey, which we're we're not as, we're not as big on. <laughs> we we like each map to really feel unique and fun. Yeah. So so that's what we'll be playing with. Um, I need to actually, I think we'll be good on terrain. Excuse me. I think so. Because we've got a lot of terrain. Yes. It, it's one of those things like, I think back to Adepticon and all the terrain prep we had to do to get all that stuff set up and ready yeah. to go. And now, now it's now it's like, well, I still have all that terrain. Uh, yep. And and some. Uh, so it, maybe it works out that my printer's not in a great spot right now. For, for those unaware, <laughs> so so our, our print, printing, 3D printing stuff is is a hobby unto itself. Yes, it is. Uh, with with ups, very high highs and very low lows. And those lows are usually Brian's printers out, Rick's printers working. Rick's printers out, Brian's printers working. Yeah. Because we have the same printer. Yeah. But right now, is yours working? Yeah. Yeah, that, mine's that, actually working. That like, explains it. The only, the only, <laughs> the only problem I have going on with my printer right now is Cinder is hit cat. the resin, <laughs> and not the resin. She hit my spool, and it snapped it. Yeah. So I just got to reload it. 
Yeah, mine mine is uh, doing this fun thing where I I recently upgraded to an all metal extruder, uh, a, a single gear one. Uh, but what's been happening is uh, it's very tight. Like the spring that came with it is like has no give whatsoever. Ooh. And uh, so I've got like the spring from the original plastic one in, and even that doesn't have much uh, play. And uh, what's happening is anytime it does any retraction, there's a chance that it bites into it too hard and creates a gap uh, where it then doesn't feed the the filament back in. Um, so that's not a lot of fun. But I have done a thing. A friend of the show, Coach, uh, who from Family of Gamer 777, who... Is welcome to come on the show anytime you'd like to, Coach. Ah, ah, ah there's the invite, Coach. You, you let us know, and we'll we'll talk about uh, whatever you want, I guess, within reason. And uh, just to throw that out there, um, but he he had pointed me to um, a technique used to to really prevent uh, clogging in the hot end, which had been a reoccurring problem for mine. Um, where little gaps were being created from the, the tube. And so uh, to, to clue you guys in, and I'll, I'll see you by share, sharing the, uh, the video that he had sent to me, because uh, it was really informative, is basically to take a little bit of Bowden tube, stick it into the hot end uh, all the way down, and then you, you have a little washer. In this case, you 3D print the washer before you do the, the uh, cut the tube part. Uh, to, and so the washer sits on top of the tube, has a little flow to it uh, to, to help feed the filament. And then basically you have the little uh, gear that connects the, um, the the washer or whatever you call it, the nut that yeah. uh, connects the, the Bowden tube to the hot end with the tube basically just going to the bottom of that, uh, that nut then. And what you, you do is you basically then locked in and sealed that tube that's near the hot end from moving, which is what creates gaps and clogs. Uh, so now that, you know, it feeds right into that, that little space. And uh, a lot of people have seen great success with that, preventing uh, clogs and stuff like that from the tube moving uh, ever so slightly. So that part I'm happy with. <laughs> that, that upgrade I'm happy with. Uh, so now I just have to figure out how to fix my, my extrusion issue. But... Um, well, yeah, hopefully once that's done, I'll be able to, to get back to 3D printing. I've uh, I did right before it stopped working. Uh, started printing off this tank because it was everyone was on the the Wolverine tank and everything like that. Yep. So in on Thingiverse, way back when, someone had designed this tank from the PC game of Dune. That's with a U N and an E. Uh, that had uh, special ends designed from Mantic, or, or designed like Mantic uh, guns. For instance, the Polaris cannon. <laughs> There's a double flamethrower. There's the heavy burst, uh, the burst laser. Uh, all these like different uh, gun emplacements for the turret that were Mantic themed, and uh, and so I was able to print off most of the tank except the treads. <laughs> so I'm hoping. To, once I finally get this extrusion issue fi figured out, 
that I'll be able to print the treads along with that tank. Yes, indeed. And uh, and maybe have I'll that have in your or, proxy or a little Wolverine proxy. Yep. Until I get the kits, because yeah, which we have the kit. We should have the kits. We sh- the the kits should be coming out here very soon, as of when this episode airs. And uh, and I mean three tanks at that price point. Yeah. That's pretty good. Hard plastic kits. Yep. That are nice and durable. I'm all for it. So with that, I think that that I think that's a wrap. Yeah. So uh, I go back to playing with my plague. <laughs> Rick just he just he just wants this show to end. He's like, right, wrap it up. Let's go. So uh, so yeah. So thank you for checking out the episode. I uh, hope you all have enjoyed the show. Uh, feel free to check us out on all of our social media. <laughs> Who keeps putting stuff. On I know. This I... So I so I have the dead models, uh, the dead GCPS models from. The, I believe it's the Hornet. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, so I didn't put them on my Hornet. No. But I keep looking at them. I just attached them to the mule. That looks so cool. Painted it from the dark. <laughs> so we'll, if you guys think Rick just can't keep his mind on the show, we will go back to Thunderforge. I mean, technically keeping my mind on the show. I mean, I'm playing with the Rebs. Dead Rebs. But anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, so check us out on our social medias and uh, you know give us a like and subscribe and we will we'll catch you guys uh, next time as we gear up for the Michigan GT, Michigan GT. which is which we'll probably have Jeff on. Yeah, we should probably have uh, Jeff on and probably a few other other folks to uh, to get Talk about the GT. get the energy up for that. So yes, indeed. Uh, and again, the Michigan GT is October sixth through the eighth. Yay! I've got the numbers in front of me you this time, mess. so I don't have to edit that out in post. <laughs> when Brian just starts <laughs> picking <laughs> random dates out of the air, it's like yeah, no, that's not the GT. <laughs> right. On. So with that, have a good night, everybody. fit too like they do <laughs> they do i just need more of them they hang on there oh my god i like that i already got one on the front rick likes hanging dead bodies from me <laughs> <laughs> i do i just i can't get the splattered laying down one there's no way i can get that on this put him underneath he got caught up under the wheels what if i did that hanging out of the back what if i did that <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Rick is like a big kid, everybody. What? Me? The problem is I really like the plague mule versus the regular mule. Yeah. Like I mean it's the same machine, but mm-hmm. just the little added character. Because you have all of the the kind of torn up parts of the, the cab. The scratches and everything. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Oh yeah, I glued that door on. <laughs> well, because on the on on the mule kit, yeah, one of the doors is not there. You have to glue it in. You could do a mule without a door. What? Yeah. Is it just for the? I think it's just for the play. It might just be for the play because mine were.
glued in. Yeah, I I think it's the right side. Yeah, it's the right side. This door is glued in. So I could have left this door open. And then you could have that hanging out. Actually, if I had left this door open, I could have put one of the plagues. So the cool thing about the plague hornet is you have the gunners. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The plague gunners. I could have totally put a gunner in there with an HMG sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the next meal. Yeah. <laughs> I never get sidetracked. 